Good morning, Rab Boisai. Ah, Liloi Nishma Simi Mirosirus Basmodachai. From Yaakov Vinenstock. I'm a sixth grade Rebbe in Chicago, Iraq Hoydesh. And I also use a lot of visuals to teach my Talmudim, like you doing your share, although I go slower and more detail, being that I'm, a teaching, I'm teaching the sixth grade class. I do this every new Gemara with a PowerPoint to explain it. I saw some of your PowerPoints and images, and they are really very beautiful and eye catching. Would I be able to get a copy of your PowerPoints on Perka Koinus and on Perka Choivel? Wow, they learn Hachoivel in sixth grade? Sure, so I can integrate them with mine to help out my slideshows look even better. Listen, uh, the slides are available to everybody. I think, I don't even know how to get them. I think you just go on. No, the PowerPoint's not. Aha, uh-huh. so what? They take the actual PDFs and they put it as, use it as a PowerPoint. We'll have to figure something out for a babe. Look, Rav Stefanski. I'm working with a man who was convinced to come to me because he regularly hits his little children when they get too rambunctious and aren't cooperating. This father listens regularly to Yashir and shared with me what you said recently, including the quotation from Volbe. I think it needs to be emphasized that there are effective methods other than hitting in almost all situations and that Volbe certainly wouldn't condone hitting out of frustration, annoyance, or anger. Interesting, this issue has been very relevant in my own parenting. For example, my wife and I have been raising a foster child since he was very young. The child could be quite a handful at times, but because the fostering authorities might take him away if we were to hit him or even regularly yell at him, when his behaves, talks back, or doesn't cooperate, we've been forced to resort to other methods. In doing so, we've had to cultivate and exercise patience and creativity. It's surprising how much one can accomplish without smacking, even with difficult children. You made an excellent point that we aren't stomachated anyone. You could add that we actually have an obligation to treat every Jew with respect. I added that. Including children. I added that. It's also good chinuch because you are modeling how they should speak and behave towards others. In conclusion, you took pains to emphasize that hitting should be used sparingly like an option that's in the background but rarely exercised. Listen, I didn't even say that. I just brought something up because I, I like to push buttons and um, I was just, I'm a, I'm a I just, the whole world says it's usser, usser, usser. I said, what if it's not usser? Maybe we got it from the Amerikanische Mahalach. I don't know what. I was saying, let's rethink this. Maybe if it's not something you do, but it's an option or I don't know what. I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. In conclusion, what? So they say that Chazal doesn't, doesn't apply today, and that was for then, that was for now. That's your shita, and there's many other shitas. I said, okay, your shita is the world shita. No, because everyone's scared today of PR. Everyone's scared of the wrong thing. You're bending over backwards. I, I bend over backwards for PR. Uh, you see that uh, that's all I'm, I'm very oh, yeah, PR into a, into like <laughs> very. no I'm saying I'm saying I'm, first of all first of all hey I'm not a rabbi I'm not a expert I bring it up to push buttons I said I'm saying it the way exactly the way I say it you could say it the way you want I'm saying the way I want I'm saying I don't know I'm saying I'm just opening something up 
The thing about, if you speak to the big mechachem, they say, you create, can't, it's, it can't even be a tool. It can't be anything. Ellie, yeah. <laughs> That's your sheet. That's your sheet. Okay, we just lost the other half in there. Okay, fine. In conclusion, you took pains to emphasize that hitting should be used sparingly like an option as in the background. But it cannot be overstated because the quotation from Revolve can and would be mis- misconstrued by people like my client who would be better served by work on their meadows and their parenting skills. One thing's for sure. I know many people that are traumatized further a lifelong trauma from either a Rebbe or a parent that didn't know what they were doing. So to, to, to hit Stam without this, that's for sure also. I was, I'll tell you, I was in Cheder, I was 10 years old, I, in a Cheder in Bnei Brak. You can figure it out if you want, because I was only in one Cheder, then I went to Yishivitana. In a Cheder, walking down the hallway, all of a sudden I saw stars. I, I, I couldn't see straight. A Rebbe, not my Rebbe, hit me in the back of the neck because I, walk, I wasn't walking fast enough to his liking. Uh, nothing, just for no reason. Bang! Whatever, one of those. So these guys should be put in jail and whatever. And then throw, they should, definitely shouldn't you, be rebate. Yes. Thank you for, to you and your crew for all that you do for Klai Yisrael. Shlomo Zalman Jessel. Boys, I just wanted to share with Achenu B'nai Chutzlaret. So I was doing what I was doing. I was preparing the daf yesterday and... There was a lot of um, alerts, red alerts. Rockets were coming in, and then we heard booms. Whoever heard it here in Beth Shemesh, you were able to hear a lot of booms. And this is what it's like here in Israel during the war. This projectile, this giant missile, lands in the middle between cars. Baruch Hashem missed people, but that's what's going on. Alex Brenner. Oh, so my uh, brother was in Florida in a very secret place next to Miami, not in Miami. And... He walks in there and they're doing the daf. Couldn't believe it. The guy's name is Alex Brenner. And he says that his 10-year-old finished Yevamas. Wow. All right, so everybody, so let's start this. I have one more. I saw that book over there. What do you think I was doing? To be clear, just because the daf hasn't changed my life yet, says Rabbi Matis Kos. He liked that, huh? It's a nice move. Just to be, just because the daf has, you have to put it in in the right. I, I saw it coming. I, I knew what I was doing. Just because the daf hasn't changed my life yet. Let me see this. What is that? At least uh, you Who? Not you. Well, it is mine. Uh, he asked me to give you a copy. But I, I heard about this. This book came out. This book came out in ninety seconds. <laughs> Pretty much. Think about it. This came out. This is about October seventh and all everything. What's the best story you have here? But it's about no. I have a pile like this of Nachman Seltzer bestsellers that I'm still working on. You showed a picture now yeah. of a rocket. This is what they were doing as they went right. down Thousands of rockets that day. Thank you. Hatzlacha. Angel, angels in orange. Last time he came here, where is he? I guess it wasn't so good, the promotion. That, like, that was great. I love it. He's learning every day. I, I got to read this email. This is a Givaldi one. This has to do with Mendy. It has to do with a lot of things. Just because the daf hasn't changed my life, says Rabbi Mati Kass from Manchester, it does, yet, it does not mean that I have any tightness. I don't go up every day at 5 a.m. because I enjoy sleep deprivation and then begrudgingly do the daf. Pumfa kert. I love my life, Yoimi. I love this year, and I did recruit 
recruit undisclosed number of people to the shir, somewhere between what Mendy Erbach and Peretz Chaim Levine have recruited. Yevaldik, huh? <laughs> so what number is that? Let's see, I know Peretz Chaim Levine brought in 1,300 people. How much did you? <laughs> undisclosed. But it's somewhere in between there, says Mati. Like it. Because I think it's amazing and by far the best thing, far better than sliced bread. Looking forward to finishing shots together. P.S. Mrs. Koss is available for limited liability. Edus. Bahava Matis. Rabbi Mati Koss. So I want to show, here's a guy, a chayal, learning on the bus. While other people over there may not be learning. I don't know what they're doing. But he's learning the daf because he's learning Baba Kama over there. You have to work out which one it is. Oh, I see him. No, he's hiding over there. He came all prepared. Givaldi. Second one. Second one, of course. Yeah, yeah. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome back. What's his name? Who? The, the, this guy? Cohen. Rabbi Cohen. That's a Remy's father. <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> The Carla is not sponsored by Anonymous from Lakewood. Oh, I'm supposed to switch it. In Schos of Simi Mandelbaum's new Chosen, Mazatov, Simi Mandelbaum's Chosen. Uh, I forgot his name. Rafal, something, and then a girl, Rina Dina from Miami. Simi Mandelbaum. The Masechta sponsor will get, come up with the names tomorrow. I, I left it at home. The Masechta, sponsored for the unity of Am Yisrael, unity, Achvos and Am Yisrael, Achvo, Achvo. The Paras HaChoydesh, in memory of Binyomen Irli, from, from Anonymous in Manchester, who joined this year at the beginning of Saita. Paras HaChoydesh, Sprinzi, and Avrumi Grossly, the Ishmael, the Yorzes of our fathers. Paras Achoydesh, Aaron Freeman, it should be schuz to Reb Eli for continued siyata deshmayin teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael. Paras Ayoyim, may all bad decrees in Avram ben Rochel be removed and changed to good. Paras Ayoyim, Shani Emoti Belsky, Refuah Shleimer for Yehuda Aaron ben Rochel for successful surgery today and speedy recovery. And the art of the month, anonymous for the schuz for an easy childbirth for his daughter and a healthy baby. Said that this, uh, we you used to say Koyal is sponsored for a fourth. Tino Ikbemalka, Tino Ikbemalka, Baruch Hashem is doing well, and I believe the bris is today. <laughs> Question If a wife beats up her husband and causes monetary damage, can in honor of the engagement of Chaim Mandelbaum to Sarah Dina Stein. That's the one. Chaim Mandelbaum to Sarah Dina Stein. What did I say? Rina Dina. I was close. I got one name. It's unbelievable for me. So. So. If a wife beats up her husband and owes him money, she's a keeper. <laughs> Talking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a little schmooze with you afterwards. I'm a known therapist, as the therapist said. So, question. She owes him money. She owes him money. She's married, but she owes him money. She doesn't have any money. We said that she doesn't have any money. 
So does she have to give her husband the ksuba? Yes or no, anybody? Does she take the ksuba that she has and tells the husband, you know what, just take off, whatever I owe you, take off from the ksuba. I owe you a hundred bucks, take it off the ksuba. You say no. Why not? You have a reason and you stop guessing. Oh, she's not allowed to be without a ksuba. Good taina, very good. Machloikis. That's also a very good question. All these things are in today's Gemara. So we're holding by the we're holding by this sugi right over here. Huh? Oh, what if she doesn't have? Yeah, that's all all good stuff. What are you saying? So Barzal, Maximilog, Mamish, Toilum is touching everybody. Toilum is holding. Baruch Hashem. We're holding the sugya where who, who is in charge of this property? Who could sell this property? The guy on the right, the guy with the white beard, he is in charge of all the income, the produce, he gets the fruit. The guy on the left, the son, he owns, he, he's on the title of the property. Who's considered the Balabais? According to Rabbi Yechanan, the one with the fruit. According to Shlokish, the Balabais is the one that's on the title. Even though he doesn't do anything, he's, he, can't, he can't do anything. He can't, doesn't make a dime off this property. King in Paris, lav king in aguf. Just because you have control of the fruit, the father, he doesn't control the property. And therefore, we said, that according to Shlokish, the person that's on the title is entitled to sell the property. So we had a mother who wanted to give her property to her son, a true story, and she was married to her baba. She didn't want it to go to her husband, so she gave it over to her son while she was alive. Is that okay? The Gemara said, yes. It goes to the son. Why? Because we pass it like Rishlokish that she's in charge. You're right, the husband has all the fruit. It's Nikhse Milog. Nikhse Milog means property that comes in before the marriage. The husband takes control of it. He takes all profits. Any loss to the value of the property, any gain to the value of the property goes to the wife afterwards. He's not, he's not responsible for any value changes. And therefore, according to Rishlokish, she's in charge. Why? Because she's on the title of the property. She's entitled to give it to her son. What about, we had a Mishnah that a father wanted to give, in his lifetime, he wanted to give a property to his son. Is that the same thing as our sugya? So says the Gemara, Ella, four lines from the bottom. Shmuel says, no, it's very different. When a wife gives over property, or tries to sell property, it's different than when a father gives it to his son. Says the Gemara, what's the difference? Mishum takana susha. Perhaps indeed, the one who's in charge is like Rishlokish. We pass him like Rishlokish, that the one that has the title to the property, he's in charge. And therefore, theoretically, the wife should be able to give the property to her son. But there's something called Takana Susha. When Sanhedrin Agadol, they were on the move, they're going from place to place. One of the places they stopped was Usha. There, they instituted Takana that they were very concerned about Shalom Bayis, like they should be, and we all are, with all the jokes and everything, we're into Shalom Bayis. Chacham said, listen, we don't want fights here. A married woman, her husband is benefiting, he's doing well, he's making all this income from this nursing home. All of a sudden she goes behind his back and she starts selling nursing homes and, and, and who knows what. No, it's not gonna, it doesn't work. Yes, 
She's the owner. And yes, theoretically, it should work. They made a takana. It doesn't work. Why? We don't. We know the outcome. We know they show up at the end in court and there's a divorce. Forget it. No, no selling anything. This is a special takana that she shouldn't do it. Yeah, two lines from the bottom. In who should they said, if she sells, we stop the sale. The Mesa, and she dies. Okay, it doesn't go to to the buyer. Omar Ravidi Baroven Interesting case. <laughs> this is the case right over here. Back to Lit and Lachluchis. Hmm? It goes back to the husband. Yeah, but it means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing because at the end of the day, he uses it. No, no. Mm-mm. The opposite. I don't think so. No, 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 no. The, the whole point, the whole sugi yesterday was saying that it only schal when he when she dies. Should be chal right away. Unless you see otherwise. Al we have a story here, a very interesting story. Adam come and say that the guy divorced his wife. Check it out. It goes like this divorced his wife. Not only that, he gave her the 200 zuz that it says in the ksuba. And what's the story? There was a get, and he paid it off. She serves him. She just served him breakfast. In other words, they're completely married. There's never a divorce. What did these Aiden want to do? They want to make her lose 200 zuz in case they ever get divorced. And in case the husband dies, she'll lose uksuba. Here's the case of Zoymim. Boom. You were on the cruise with us. They're liars. Now, think about it for a second. What exactly did they want this woman to lose? Right now, today. If, what does it say? You? That means you looked it over before. It's against what we learned yesterday. So, we'll talk about it. What do they lose? Right. Right. That's is, if she dies. Right. 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 But, right. But what happened beforehand? That's what I want to know. What happened before? Up until that point. Until she dies. No, that's what you said yesterday. It sits there. What? Okay. I go like the other Rishon. No, because we learned yesterday that tcha later. I'm selling it now for the schos that you have it when I die, when he dies. It's a it's a mechir on, on on a condition. It's not like right now. It doesn't go even even the wife, the mother. Time out. The mother they gave it to her to her son. When the can she sell it right now? She'll take the money now, but she has to get it goes right back. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but until she she dies, he uses it. That's what I think. Like yesterday, we said. She gave the, the, the neches to her son Shmuel, but it was still Rebab's until she died. The question is when she dies, what happens? We'll have to look it up. Okay, anyway. So, what, think about it. Yeah, Noam, concentrate here for a second. We'll go back to that later. When these liars said that she was paid exuba and she's happily married right now, what exactly did they want her to lose? It's not 200 because she's not divorced. If she was divorced, 
then they wanted her to lose 200. She has a very good marriage. Her husband is very healthy. He's going to live for another 50 years. What is the problem? How much do they want her to lose? So that, that is called Taibasana. It's a very minimal amount. And how do we figure that out? Says the Gemara, how much is that worth on the market today? How much could a person sell a ksuba when they're happily married and everybody's healthy? You don't pay the whole thing. Whatever, it's, there's a certain amount. How does it work? There's people, there's a guy that lives right here on this block right next to Mendy. His business is he buys people's insurances. Yeah, it's a famous business in America. Uh, there's a 99 year old man that has a $10 million insurance policy. When he dies, he'll get 10 million. How much will you pay him today? First thing. And if he's 60, how much will you pay him? And if he's 75, and if he has, if he doesn't walk well, and he has a machla and a this, it's worth everything. There's a whole, you know, that's why you need actuaries. But there's a, there's a market. There's a market. What if she dies before her husband? The guy will get a big zero, etc., etc. There's a Maisa Shahoya right now in France. A guy really wanted his. White, uh, his neighbor's house, beautiful house. So he made a deal with her. He says, I will pay you X amount of money until you die. You could live in your house. He thought to himself, that, you know, she, she looked like uh, she's already an old, old lady. She's already 60 or something. So 20 something years went by. He paid off the house and she's still alive and she's well and everything. And he's, he's kicking himself. It was a bad deal. He thought, so it depends on the deal. I know people that used to go to Gdoilam to daven on certain people that they should die. Bemis. Because there's a lot, I'll give a lot of money to Yeshiva when he dies. I have his insurance policy. Anyways, obviously the Gdoilam didn't daven for them. But people, it's like the, it's like the, the Kain Gadol and the people that went to Gullahs, you know. They go out of gulls if he dies. So people die. And if we say that a woman is in charge of the property, she can do whatever she wants. We just said, here, let's read it again. Period. That if she becomes a widow or a divorcee, she gets the money. But if she dies, first, Yerusheno Bala, the guy that bought the ksuba gets a big zero. Why? Because the husband gets everything. As the Gemara, why does the husband get everything? If she's entitled to sell whatever she wants, it's hers. She should sell the nichsei. So here goes. Rabbi said, let's, let's do a little. It's kedai to know this. There's something called nichsei melug. That's what we're talking about up until now. What is that? As we discussed, a woman comes into the marriage with a nursing home. This is Lachluchis. We'll introduce her in a second. The nursing home is worth a million dollars when they start off the marriage, and the husband keeps on getting profits. Then the nursing home goes down in value at the time of the husband's death. So the woman, unfortunately, she gets $600,000. Shlomo Yisrael, the husband is not responsible for anything. Look, regular stuff that she has that she brought into the marriage. is strong like metal sheep. Here, metal sheep. 
Meaning, she's guaranteed a certain price. She locks in the price. So over here you have lit, sorry, barzel, and lichluchis. What? Why it's a kacha? I don't know. It's a good shayla. So nitzli tzayim barzel works like this. You put, and it's written in the ksuba. It says, I came into the marriage with this and this thing. Let's say the husband takes the profits, and it was worth 100 at the time of the marriage. And then it goes down in value. They got older, down in value. And then he divorces her. So he has to pay her how much? A hundred. Why? Because it's same barzel. It's in the ksuba. It's the same idea. It's the same nursing home, the same thing. But the difference is that milug, if it goes down in value, the woman loses out. If it's same barzel, it's metal. It's, a, it's a something very strong. Which one does the... What? Yeah. Something could die. Very good. So he's very back. The first, the, our first guest, our first guest, he started it off. He says that he takes something that's like a sign that's that could die, gets older, and he makes it into he locks it in, he makes it metal. So which one does the husband own more of? Milug or Tsain Barzil? Think about it for a second. Tsain Barzil. Why? Because whatever he's responsible. He's responsible on this property. If it goes down, goes up, he's 100% responsible, so he has more of ownership. So says the Gemara, Amai. Yerushan Abala, Amai Yerushan Abala, why should the husband inherit her to Zabing Subasa the Gamri? Let her sell off the Tsayim Barzel, Omar Abayim, Omru, Milug. If you're telling me, yes, that when it comes to Milug, the husband has the right to sell. I'm sorry, that she has the right to sell. Because it, even if we say, even if we say that we're talking about, with, there's no usha. If there's no takhanas usha, she would have the right to sell her her What's the connection? He has much more power over it. So therefore, she won't be able to sell the tzayim barzal. If anything, she could sell the, the nixim milug, because that's not so much the husband's, but the tzayim barzal, forget about it. Omar since we mentioned those words, again, means the small amount. No, is not in the ksuba. is in the ksuba and it's locked into the price, so Mela, he has more connection to it. So we spoke about means the small amount of money that this ksuba, the 200 zuk ksuba, is worth today. Why? She could sell it. And there's some guy out there that might want to take the risk, make an investment. It's worth $10 today because maybe in 15 years she'll get to it. We said, by the way, and this is shocking and we have to look into it. There was a guy that got divorced and he came over to me and he said, they just paid off Exuba and I should know that it was less than $4,000. People think it's a tremendous amount of money, $30,000. The amount of money that, but I think uh, Ramosha put something into that. I forgot already what the thing, Ramosha instituted something larger, maybe 20000 the Svardim add a tremendous amount. We had a guy here yesterday that said that his suit is more like $52,000. It's, as we're going to see, it's to scare the husband off that he shouldn't just divorce his wife when he gets upset or whatever. So, let me just mention something because we mentioned the word Tavis If a woman sells her Ksuba for $10, then Leisha have you. Then, the, that ten dollars goes to the woman and not to her husband. We don't say, "Oh, mashikani shikana bal should go to the husband." I'll prove it to you because if you say that it goes to the husband, So when the edim come and lie and they say that she already got paid off the ksuba, 
So she takes them to court and she says they lied and they want to cause me damage. How much damage, Rabbi Isai? Something called Tavis Hana. Very minimal. But it's not her. Anyways, she's not losing. It's going to go straight to the husband. And he's for sure not going to take them to court. Why? Because they lied on his behalf. They said he already paid off the 200 Zuz. He's not going to go sue them. Hey, you made me lose money. Fakir, you made me gain money. LMI, she's going to sue them. But it's not her money. As soon as she, gets, she collects, it goes straight to her husband's pocket. It's a riot. It doesn't go to her husband's pocket. It goes to her pocket. Even if you would have gotten that money, the husband would have taken from you. Or a shalman. No, not a good svaro. When money comes in to the marriage, even if it goes to the husband's account, so to speak, the woman is living large. She's going to take her to a restaurant. There's, there's food in the house. It's good for her. So yes, they try to cause her damage. The pella is how much damage. Now all of a sudden it just became the hana that there's more rafchas in the house. So why, why would she get the taivas hana of the ksuba? We said she gets whatever the value of the taiva hana of the ksuba is on the market. How much is a $200 ksuba on the market right now? Knowing that she's healthy and that, $10. Why should she get $10? Maybe she should get $3.5 because that's how much the feeling of feeling like there's a lot of food in the house. Okay, I ain't chump. Avabanim says Gemara, Amarava, Hilchasa, and this is how we pass it. If a woman sells off her ksuba for whatever amount it is, it goes directly to the woman, and the husband cannot take that money invested and benefit from it. My time. What's the reason? Rabbanon said that he gets the profits of an existing nursing home field, etc. Explains Tysus on the spot. doesn't mean that if a cow had a baby and that baby had a baby, etc., etc., if money came in from a nursing home and he bought another nursing home, that he doesn't get that. That's pay the pay No. Of course he's allowed to take the profits and invest and continue. Pay the pay in this in this context means that it didn't, it, it just it's a side income. It came from somewhere unexpected. It's not from the nursing home. It's from the sale of Aksuba that the woman did. That the husband doesn't have Rishos to touch. Says the Gemara Kiyosu Rappapa Ravuna Bereda Ravishuam and Bey Rav Amri. When Rappapa Ravuna came from Rav's yeshiva, they said, Tanina, we learned in our Mishnah, what do we learn now, Mishnah? If you go back to Pechesom Aleph, all the way in the bottom, it says, if you see a Chershed Vekaton, or a woman, uh, when they damage you, they don't have to pay. And when you damage them, you do have to pay. So, what does that have to do with our sugya? And then we went into this whole story. It says, a story that the mother gave her son a property when her husband was alive. And we went to a whole Ahmed here. Could she do it or not? Can you perish? Can you goof? And what does that have to do with us? With our Mishnah? It has to do because of the Stakhan Susha. At the end of the sugi, we said that there's something called Takana Susha, that even though typically a, a woman should be in charge of her field, of her real estate that she brought into the marriage, but Usha said, you shouldn't. She shouldn't sell it. So now, the Gemara goes back. Oh, so what does this have to do with us? And this is what Rabbi was saying, and you guys were having to all this stuff. 
that if you say that a woman is completely in charge of her nursing home that she brought into the marriage, less of the Takana Susha, we don't care about Usha, there is no Usha, and, and the woman is the owner. So now that the woman, here, a woman had a car accident. It never happens, it's just a theoretical thing, yeah? If a woman would have a car accident, I'm still in trauma. I drove with my wife to Yerushalayim. I made her drive. I usually drive, but I had to give the shear at night. So I said, you know, let me prepare a little bit. Oy, 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 big. Were you able to prepare? <laughs> I was able to prepare, but I, was, I wasn't able to give the shear. I had such a headache. It wasn't, what? No, and I feel, now I feel what she feels. She, every time she gets out of the car, she says she's nauseous. And it, it's not, I think if you're not watching the road or whatever, it's like the stop and go and the turning and this. She made a short stop. So I thought it was, a, it was on the highway. She's like almost stopped completely. And I looked. There was a car, but uh, you needed a binoculars to see it. Like, what are you stopping? What's going on here? It's over there. It's like, don't, don't, you're such a, uh, what do they call driver? Backseat driver. It's like, okay, but, you know, my head almost hit the dashboard. Okay, fine. My said didn't happen. But uh, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. So we learned in the Mishnah, So we so, you have a woman who caused damage, she was in an accident. It's a theoretical thing. Women will never get into an accident. But over here it's theoretical. A woman got into an accident. Yeah? So, she doesn't have to pay. She doesn't have to pay. Why not? She doesn't have money. But the question is, why not? Let her take the ksuba. She has a ksuba. Let her take the ksuba and pay with the ksuba. So what do you see? If you hold that she's the balabas on the property, let her take this property and she should give it. Says What? She should sell. She should sell the ksuba and pay with it. Sell the ksuba. Right. Okay, and what about you? You say there is a takana susha. So she cannot sell the nichsim belog. So don't sell the, the nichsim belog. Just sell the small amount that somebody would pay in case the husband dies first. So we have to say that even according to you, that say that there is a takana susha, the last law, she doesn't have nichsim belog, so there's nothing to give. So even if we don't hold up, you that hold of, of Takana Susha, you have to say that there's no Nixim Elog. So I'm also going to say the same, I'm going to use your answer as well. That there's no Nixim Elog, and therefore there's nothing to give the woman. Says the Gemara, Okay, so there's two stages here. There's the Nixim Elog, and there's the Ksuba itself. There's value in the Ksuba. How much is the Ksuba worth? Ksuba is 200, let, let her sell the Ksuba without the Malug. Says Gemara, oh, so that's what you were saying. Uh, the Rosh Koyal, the Rosh was saying this. That what? If she sells the Ksuba, Homani Remeri, Domar, Osalela Adam, she yashes Ishtoy, I feel the Shoah Achaz, but like Ksuba. This is the Isser. How could she sell the ksuba? If she sells the ksuba, then she doesn't have a ksuba. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm going to see that in a second. Very good. 
That's exactly what the Gemara is going to say. Also, there's an iser to stay married even for one moment without a ksuba. I myself, right after my chasana, the night of my chasana, realized we don't have the ksuba. It turned out that my mother-in-law put it somewhere and they threw it in the garbage. We couldn't find it. It's glossed. So I had to call up a rav. What do you do? I don't want to start off the marriage on the left foot. So he said, there's something called the Shtar Irkasa, and we wrote down a certain language and uh, had people sign it, and that's what we have. Menach Mendel Fencer told me, Maisa, there's uh, a person that they just wrote an article about him in Shpach magazine, I think the Hebrew one. He's, they called him the Reb Chaim Kenievsky of the Hasidim. He knows Kalatari Kula. His name is Reb Yankel Greenwald. So Reb Nach Mendel's uh, fencer's father is learning this marriage at 2 in the morning. And a guy walks in and he says, I have a big problem, Rav. I just noticed that my ksuba is eaten by worms. What do I do? It's Shabbos, Friday night. So he says, I don't know, let's go to Rabiankel. So they go to Rabiankel, they knock on his door, he's up. And they say, what's Allah and this and this? So they, he brings out Sfar and this, that for two hours. So at four in the morning, Rabbi Fencer asks Rabbi Greenwald, what's Allah? So he looks and he says, what? This is a mice, like it's a mice shahoya, like, like you need a psak for now? I didn't have, I thought you came to talk and learning. <laughs> at two in the morning, came to talk and learning. Anyway, there's a halacha that you're not allowed to be. There's many, many stories. What? No, they're going to Sfarim and he says this. He says, yeah, of course, of course that's okay. Go back. In that case, it's okay. Fine. What? Yeah, in the war. So you write a shtarik or so. So, yeah, what do you do? Big problem. What's the reason? But, it's, but this is a question. That's what he was asking. The whole point is that what time am I can they should like take Calvin of Late The whole point is they shouldn't write Xuba that what that you have to have Xuba to pay 200, it should be harder for him to divorce her. But in this case, it will be a deterrent. He won't divorce her. Why? The law also handled this What are you telling me? That the woman should not sell her Xuba when she's in a car accident because then she won't have Xuba. But she will have exuba because yes, it's in somebody else's hand. But if the husband divorces her, the husband's going to have to pay that exuba that's in somebody else's hand. So you have the same deterrence. Says Gemara, The reason why she can't sell the exuba is because she's only selling words. At the end of the day, words, you can't, you can't sell words. Ask the Gemara, That doesn't make sense. Why? There are people out there that will buy these words, whatever you want to say, okay. It's a, it's a time as I know, but people, it has value in the market. This is very interesting that if you sell a shtar chayv, you could go back and forgive the shtar. So if this woman would sell her ksuba, listen what she could do. She could sell a ksuba for $100. And then go tell her husband, Amoichel, you don't have to give me a And she ruins it for the guy. The guy won't get a dime. So why would I, what's the question? If a woman is in a car accident, we should force her to sell her ksuba, take the money, and give it to the guy that she was in the accident. Well, if, she, if we do that, we cannot force her to do that because she might go ahead and damage that guy that bought it. The guy that bought it is going to lose everything. She'll be Amoicheleth. Tyson asks the question, how could she be Amoicheleth? She'll be without a ksuba. 
So Taisa says, she'll write another ksuba. Or they could do a trick. They could pretend that they're getting divorced and get remarried. Okay, fine. Zog the Gemara. Amri. But, Zabuni Zavin, Vititin Lei. But let her give it to the guy that she hit in the car accident. Don't sell it on the market. Give it directly to the guy that she hit in the car, car accident. At least, instead of getting zero, at least he'll get a document that says that if she ever gets divorced or if her husband dies first, he'll get some money. One day he'll get paid. No, that we already discussed. Selling to somebody else we can't do, we can't force it to sell to somebody else because Shmuel says she could be Michael. But at least give it to him. And if she is Michael, let him be Michael. Big deal. So, but there's nothing to lose here. At least he got, there's a chance that you. No, it's not maybe she'll be Michael. What happened? She was in a car accident. She has a great marriage. We're forcing her to take a soup and give it to the guy in the car. The guy that, that she smashed the car. So what are the chances she's going to make her husband pay the guy the car? She's going to be Michael right now. So it's worthless. To, to, be, to, to, to cause such a, such a loss, we're not going to do with our hands. Sorry. Sell. Sell directly to the guy. And the Toibis Hanar, over here, there's no, there's no loss. Says the Gemara, Anyway, she's not giving him anything. Says the Gemara, Hold on, we gotta go back, because that was a mistake. Amri, uh, No, ask the Gemara, Amri, Zvuni Zabin, let her sell to, I think he's right. Sell, sell somewhere else, to somebody else. And give him to the guy from the car accident. And worse comes to worse, she'll be Michael. So sell to another party, and then she's going to be Michael. That's a, a loss to him. So sell directly, give it directly to the guy from the car accident. Anyway, she's not giving him anything. So let, let her give him a document that says that maybe on a 1% chance he'll get some money out of this. No, it's not even a 1%. She's certainly going to be a Michael. Why go to Bezin and stand be Matriach? I still said that in today's parish we have Yisroi told Moshe Rabbeinu, what do you so Matriach yourself? He's a Bezin. We're not Matriach Bezin. We tried that Bezin shouldn't be Matriach. Oh. So we have this. This is Givaldic. I don't know if we have sound there. We have Lachluchis uh, from Nidarim. And Lachluchis is upset at her husband. If you don't know how to pay attention, I will help. His head, it's flat. So, <laughs> if a wife damages her husband, damages her husband. She caused him damage. She doesn't have to pay for Ksuba. I have a joke, but I'm not in the mood to say it right now. <laughs> 
Let her sell the ksuba to her husband. She owes him money. She damaged him. His head is knocked in. The machlo legebe ba'al. Like if say this, the worst comes to worst, she'll be machlo her husband, and the husband won't get anything. But at the end of the day, she she gave him something now. That can't go. Why? Because Rameir says, It's also not to be with Iksuba. By her giving the husband Iksuba, she doesn't have Iksuba. So the Vilna says a very interesting thing. He says, We know in every Shavu Brachas, you hear this 16 times, Ishvi Isha, Zachu Shkina Shri Benayim, the Yud and the Hey. So says the Vilna but what's the, what's the continuation of the Yud Kei Vav Kei? Vav and Hey. So the word Ksuba, there's a Vav and a Hey in it. It's a ksav vav hey. It's not ksiva. It's not the word. It's not ksiva. Ksuba. What does ksuba mean? Think about it. What does the word ksuba mean? It's, it comes from a, so it's a continuation. Yud ke vav ke. And if you don't have a ksuba, so then you're taking out Akushbaku's name from the whole Indian. Now, it happens to be that yud and hey is part of the words of Gashmias. Like Achila has a yud hey. Sheina. Shtiya. And Ruchnias has vav hey. Torah, Avoidah, Mitzvah has Vav Hei, Avoidah has Vav Hei, Torah has Vav Hei. So a marriage has to have the, the combination of Gashmias and Ruchnias. And if you take out the Vav Hei, the, the, the Ruchnias, so you're left with Gashmias, and that's not a good marriage. Also, you have to have both in the marriage. You have a Ksuba, so that shouldn't be easy for a man to divorce his wife. A guy comes to Ravad Yosef to get divorced and he's fuming. So Ravad Yosef looks at him and tries to calm down, nothing. So he wrote a get that had a psal in it. And they, re- they, re- they realized after an hour of writing that it's possible. So they said, okay, we've got to do it again. And then they did it again and then it was also possible. He said, hey, come, just come back tomorrow. And the guy never came back. Maybe went to another bezin or something. Point is, calm the guy down, let it... Think about it. What time am I? Kedai shidekal bein of loitzia. Hocha migarish lo vegavi lo bechavole mino. But over here, he could divorce her. The reason why she doesn't give him the ksuba, he could divorce her. Vegavi bechavole mino. So if he wants to, he divorces her. If he divorces her, he'll take the money. Ihachi hashdenami migarish lo vegavi bechavole mino. So what do you gain? Even if she doesn't give him the ksuba, you didn't gain anything. At the end of the day, if he wants to get paid, he'll just divorce her. And he'll, he'll say, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you the ksuba. I'm t- taking off the ksuba. He says, the Gemara, okay, that doesn't work in every case. Why? Because the ksuba is worth more than the damage that was caused. So it doesn't make any sense. He's going to divorce her and pay her 200 so that he could gain 50. That doesn't make sense. If the, there's a ksuba, right? There's 200 that he has to give her, or 100 if she's an almana. Plus, everything else, nukma ksuba deraisa, like the Svartim, $52,000, but there's only $3,000 that's deraisa. So keep the $3,000 and let her pay him the 49000 whatever it is. Let her pay him all the extra. You said the reason why we don't do that, the reason why she doesn't pay the ksuba is because she's going to be living without a ksuba. What's the big, what's the big deal? Now she has a ksuba, she's living with a ksuba, the minimum, the, what the Torah says to give, 
and all the extras, that's she should pay. Why not? Says Gemara, you're right. So it comes out, you're right means, if a woman hits her husband over the head, he could take out money from her ksuba. Just in this case is, because over here, this ksuba is exactly the same. Right, they gave the minimum. Over here, the damage that she caused him is four out of how much? Out of a hundred. So the ksuba that is left is 96. He doesn't want to lose, give a hundred to his wife so that he can get four back in return. That makes zero sense. It's a terrible business deal. Reminds me of the famous story of the Chavetz Chaim. It's to say. That Chavetz Chaim said that there was a, a guy in Shul who was very upset that when they came around with the tabak, shmek tabak, he didn't get so he comes back after a week of traveling. He comes back to the shul and he says, Ha! I got tabak. I shme- went all the way to Vilna. Took me an entire week. And here it is. Look, I have tabak. So the whole shul started laughing at him. Shogunah, you went all the way to Vilna to, to get one sniff of tabak? So he says, the Chavetz Chaim, what are you laughing? We also, we come thousands of years from Shemaim. We travel a, a, a trip that takes thousands of years. We come all the way down here to bring back tabak. To bring back nothing. Says the Gemara, the bottom line is, Taisa says, how could he even take off four from the hundred? At the end of the day, you don't have a hundred. If your ksuba is a hundred or two hundred, let's say it's two hundred. Are you allowed to? What? It's not ksuba the raisa. If the ksuba is the raisa is two hundred and he took off four, according to a mayor, Look at this little Tysis. I just want you to see this Tyrus. I think it's very interesting. Could I to remember? When she causes it by damaging his head and you taking money out of the Ksuba, then Reb Meir for some reason doesn't apply. I don't know. It's her, when it's her fault, that's why I want you to see it. I'm not explaining it, I'm just showing it to you. Yeah. And and there she's allowed to live with him? No, she's a Meredith. You have to Meredith, you can't live, I thought. Yeah. No. And now he took off from the Ksuba. Yeah, but he might divorce her easily. What's the whole reason? He might divorce her easily. Anyways, here's the uh a woman who could cause damage to somebody else, she doesn't have to sell whatever she has in the Ksuba, the Tavisana. Why? As we said, she's going to be Michael. But if she has Nixim Milog, then she does have to sell on condition that the husband dies first or he'll divorce her first. We also have here, where's the, uh, sorry, not this one, this one. Now, if a woman caused damage to her husband, if there's more to Sevis Ksuba, then she has to give to her husband. If there's no Tesefes Ksuba, but listen to this. This is very important. If there's extra to the Ksuba, she has to give the Tesefes. If there's no Tesefes Ksuba, just for this is worth it. If there's no Tesefes Ksuba, and her damage that she caused to the husband by knocking him with a frying pan on the head is more than the Ksuba, she has to give it to her husband. Because he could divorce her and, and take the Ksuba anyways. There's no deterrent here by having a Ksuba, so pay the Ksuba. But if it's not, 
then she, if it's not more than the Ksuba, then she doesn't have to give. Says the Gemara. We have 10 more minutes. Let's just go. It says, she doesn't have to sell anything when she's married. But it comes out that there is a case, we just established that there's a case that a woman does have to sell her ksuba. You don't say, she doesn't have to sell her ksuba. How? Anything above and beyond the minimum, she has to give her husband. So what are you telling me that she's not going to lose? There is a new concept that we didn't have in a very long time called If a woman dies and her husband is married to another woman, she's very concerned that her kids are not going to get her ksuba. Now, you would think that she doesn't deserve the ksuba. Why? Because she died before her husband. And who inherits her? Her husband. Her husband will take everything. Everything that's in the ksuba, the, the same barzel, everything he inherits. But there's a new concept called ksuba's banan that when he dies, her children get everything back. Her entire ksuba. Let's say there's a million dollars in the ksuba. And to the second wife that he married, he only put a hundred dollars in the ksuba. So her children get a million dollars. The second wife's children get a hundred dollars. And whatever's left, they split. But at least her children get everything that was in her ksuba. Oh, Bachitani, listen to this. And this is gonna, this is mamish, unbelievable. Bachitani, kishem shamachar's ksuba lacherim. What if she, ksubas lacherim, if she sells her ksuba to somebody else, loyif, see the ksuba's bottom different. She didn't lose the ksuba of the bottom different. My time, in other words. Zuzu Dansu. She was forced. We have to understand this far. She was forced to sell it. So even after the sale, she sold it 100%. Her kids still get it. My time of Zuzu Dansu, she did it over oinus of money. Should we do two more minutes? Two more minutes. So everybody say, think about this for a second. A woman comes into a marriage with a slave. She's blessed. She has a slave. And Allah is that the master of the slave knocks out a tooth, the slave goes free. Who's the master of the slave now? She comes into the marriage. She owns the goof, like a karaka. She owns the, the goof. But who gets all the benefit from the slave? The husband. So if the husband knocks out the tooth or the wife knocks out the tooth, when does the slave go out? If you say that Kenyan pairs lavke Kenyan goof, then the husband has nothing. How do we pass it? Kenyan pairs lavke Kenyan goof. So the husband knocking out the tooth, nothing. So what if the wife knocks out the tooth? Does he, does he go out? Says the Gemara, the chad milog. It does go out because she's the owner. Not to the husband, that makes a lot of sense. This doesn't make sense. Why not the wife? If she knocks out his tooth, he should go out. We pass like Shlokish, she's the owner. My but here's the Because the woman is 100% in control. There's no Usha yet, or no Usha at all. Yes, the woman is 100% in control of the slave. But Usha came along and said that it doesn't work. She can't do it. And therefore, the slave doesn't go out. Everybody holds that right now she's not in control. The first bride is talking about before they instituted this, and she was 100% in control. Knocks out his tooth, he goes free. When they said that she's not in control, so if she knocks out his tooth, he doesn't go out free. Have a wonderful day. Shir la malo, is so inai, alo rimai, yo voy